0: my favorite part of this whole thing is yeah. people would tweet you and go terrible rankings, and it was my rankings Sims the whole time. Is an idiot. Yeah, how would you have them here? And It's like he didn't. I did. Um, so I got to get off, I get to get off uh, scot free. The it's one t- yeah, the one time I do
1: the work, I don't even get the hate. For it, <laughs> so I do like
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah, baby. What's up? Chris Sims Unbuttoned, episode 384. Just like to add that in there for no reason at all. It just sounds like we're important here. People keeping track at home. No doubt. Just in case they want to know, officially, that's our count, all right? Ahmed Farid is here, as usual. Yellow pants, Mm -hmm. unbuttoned apparel t shirt. I've yet to receive a t shirt. One of these days, maybe. We'll see. And I'm still getting fucking texts about. The Super Brawl. Yeah. From people who don't realize it's you. (laughs) And, like, people still texting me, you know, asking about my rant. And I'm like, dude, this had nothing to do with me. Like, what are you talking about? I had a few people in the NFL who have literally chimed in on it, (laughs) you know, and saying, like, they voted, too. Yeah, I was bored. I I voted, too. <laughs> so yeah. I had to explain that to a few people, and it's come up over the last few days for some reason, I guess because we were back on the pod talking some about it. Some people don't understand the exercise, too, that are, like, tweeting
0: at you and tweeting at us. They go, how do you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes 30th? He was like, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I, it, it's Andy amazing. Reid's a genius. It's what are you guys talking about? how much like, social oh, no, media
1: just that. strikes up a conversation where you go, Dude, do you even know what the conversation's about, or did you just, like, see something real quick? I mean, I I see it with my kids all the time, They just stuff like that, where you're just like, no, 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 there's a background to this. There's a backstory to this. Like, I know, it's people just see something, and they react. They think it's just a quarterback ranking, and no doubt, no. No doubt. And so one of them I finally wrote back, because I was like, I've had enough of people
0: not understanding the whole contest yeah i just go i just don't think they would do well in a barroom brawl yeah and that's
1: it and, and that's they... what the
0: whole that's what the standard is and did they write back to me after that no no it just disappeared
1: no and i mean who would know more about barroom brawls than Ahmed farid exactly. i mean you just look like a guy that's been in so many of them <laughs> yeah. and hanging out in a bar kind of on a regular basis exactly yeah. yeah you're the guy that just sits there all day and knows the bartender by name and he just knows your drink and he pours it in there I Not wonder, exactly. between
0: the two of us, who would be least likely to look like a guy who is Ooh, into fights? That's, uh, you're a bigger guy, so maybe you're... Yeah, that's a little would unfair just because
1: people would... I know, but I will size. say, like, when you have blonde hair and you're that guy, most people think you're a wimp most for most of your life growing <laughs> up. So you have to prove them wrong. No doubt. I mean, you know, it definitely took some of that, and I think I've even... I think yeah, laissez faire upbringing, as Pete says, in that Phil Simms <laughs> Silver Spoon household, so it didn't help things. But yeah, I always feel like I had people, even you know, even as I started to make a name for myself in sports, I think people. Still started to te- or still wanted to test me. Is he really that tough? Yeah. He's from New Jersey. He's Phil Simpson. He's pampered. And you know, only my real friends knew how bad my temper was and what a psycho I was. And then we all found out. And then we all found out
0: when you played without a spleen. Yes. How tough you actually I were. I am, yes. Actually, I'm tough.
1: No spleen. Who needs one?
0: You know who else is tough? What? who's that? WWE superstar. Yes. Angelo Dawson. He's going to be on the pod today. I'm pumped for it. So we're going to put a button on the Super Brawl. Angelo Dawkins. Did you, Angela, you say Dawson? Yeah, Dawson. What oh, a don't, dummy Don't, you don't tell him. Don't I'm, tell him I did that.
1: <laughs> Hello, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> dawkins um it's good to see you don't uh you dare. my co-host thinks your name's dawson you're right down the street aren't you at the wwe center why don't you come over here and just is, tell him how to spell it this is
0: the last we speak of yep, this uh, every yep. angelo dawkins as hey, i you always know i'm bringing knew it up, up first thing no yeah. don't even do that that'll yeah. make him feel bad i know, I know. Uh, he's a superstar yeah he's a superstar angelo dawkins yeah. is going to be on.
1: i here. will he shit on your ratings and rankings as bad as the miz did last year so the miz was brutal
0: <laughs> and that's why the miz is not invited you back
1: You said, don't call him this year? Pete's like, should we try to get the Miz back? I go, no, we should not. (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) Angelo Dawkins will be here, though, to give the final word on the Super Bowl rankings. The last we'll talk about until uh, at the end of this year. We're also going to talk about uh, some Ask Me Anything questions. we got those coming up. And we went back to the shop. Yes. Going back. back to being hoarders <laughs> of lists. The the list making rankings. We got our top five running backs. Actually, we're going to go top six. Yeah, we top went top six. six. For some reason, we went
1: six because <laughs> Pete misunderstood something I said. So we're going six. And we made you do six. And yeah. so I was like, I'm going to join you. All right. I'm cool. going to do six as well. I'm yeah. glad. I like that exercise. You're gonna I like be, that yes. we can go like back and forth a little bit and talk. And, you know, again, not, not to say that I'm ever always right on this i do i do feel really good about my top two that they're top three for sure you know it's 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 hard and i want to get into the running back discussion altogether i think there's you know just some interesting things to bring up when we start talking about i think our top three could be the same you think so i I would think the names are going to be the same i wonder if they're going to be in the order Unless I forgot someone was in the NFL.
0: That's yes. the only way that our top three is not going to be correct. Our bottom three, I think, are completely different. Yeah. So we'll get to that here shortly. Okay. I want to remind you, yeah. if you're looking for the video version, if you couldn't see my red pants on Monday and you can't see my yellow pants right now, you're just going with the audio I version. I like the
1: yellow. And with that shirt, the gray shirt, it's a good look, actually. It's a pretty good look, yeah. right? Yeah. So really you gotta,
0: if, if you're not seeing it, you got to see it. And yeah. the only way to do that now is on Peacock. You can see us on Peacock. Yes. But also, our new YouTube page Just for NFL videos,
1: youtube.com slash NFL on NBC. I like it, man. It's good. Hey, don't don't get us confused with all these other mumbo-jumbo sports. You want football? Now you know where to find it, Mm -hmm. and you can see us. Everything is there. As well as you know, on Peacock, like you said, so uh, it is cool. It's cool that we got our own little channel with that stuff. And you see there, me and Maria Taylor doing a cool handshake. We yeah. You and I don't have one yet. Maybe we need to work on that. A too cool handshake before we yeah, so we can be officially be best buddies. Uh, yeah, we need a cool handshake. We got to work on that.
0: You know, this may surprise you. I'm not yeah. a huge fighter. I'm not a. I'm not a great
1: handshake guy. Well, hey, that's what friends are for. I'm gonna teach you a little bit. Give you a little soul, a little rhythm in your handshake. All right. When COVID happened, that was the one good thing about COVID. I. Thought. Yeah, I
0: was like, let's just streamline this whole thing. We're just fist bumping now. I was like, we—it's <laughs> yeah, everything. Out we out do we handshake? Right. Do you do kind of like the the bro hug? Yeah. Do you do a fist bump? Right. You I'm back to handshaking
1: hug. and doing that, no. especially the people I like. Not handshake, no. Well, not you would not handshake people. You like well, like if I saw you, I like you for some reason. <laughs> I would definitely do a handshake with you and well, give you the bro hug.
0: Okay, bro okay. hug, but that's a different thing. But I mean, it's not like, a handshake. Well, a like true, if I, yeah, but a true but, true but, uh, but, uh, but
1: like, but like, the handshake I'm talking about is actually more hand on hand contact than just the traditional handshake. It is. You know, I'm talking about us, like. Hitting hands. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Come on. Let's All do it. Right. Can we do it? Or you want to go into COVID protocol? There. Okay. That's that. But we got to do something like we got to hit and then, you know, bring it in and lock and then yeah. go some like A little snap or something? Like you did with other people. At least Odell you Beckham. did it right there. That was good. That was encouraging. Who
0: do you handshake now? Like, if, like that's been my problem. I've met someone for the first time this weekend. Right. And. Like real
1: handshake. Like I, you're talking yeah. about traditional handshake. And I went
0: for the real handshake. Right. And he was going to give me already the kind of the bro hug right. kind of. Right, forearm to forearm.
1: You gotta know the generation of who you're handshaking and who they are. Too, like all my black friends, that we get the cool handshake and we 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 yes. bro hug. That's what we do. Right. I don't know, or if it's even a guy that's I think similar to our age a little bit and grew up when we did. Yeah, we do it. You know, I yeah. see anybody like you know fifty and older. Handshake. I'm always ready for the traditional. How you doing? Even without COVID, especially as I feel like you get to some of the older men. They're like, Oh, fuck that COVID. Oh, I'll shake our <laughs> hands. Let's go back to the old days. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just you got to be ready for that. And then like young kids or other people like that, they just get the quick like, Yo, what's up? Fuss, fist bump. I don't know you that well. Boom. Yeah. Get out of my way. I,
0: you know, part of me thought like maybe the Japanese figured it out. You just you bow, yeah, super sure. easy. You just sure. walk up to someone, you just bow, yeah, respect.
1: Hey, maybe that's the way to go in the the, the age of COVID. Hey, that'll be our thing. You want to bow? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll bow to each
0: other. All right. Well, hey, that's the pod. Yeah. Uh, we got no time for Angelo. We'll get you on next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> handshakes unbuttoned. All right, let's get into it. Let's do the ask me anything because the homies have questions. Are you
1: talking for to Angelo you. Dawson or
0: Dawkins? Don't do that. Never again. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins will be on here. Uh, ask me anything. Here, the homies have questions. You've been gone for for a long time. You've yeah. been just relaxing, and so they've had questions this whole time. Mm-hmm. But new news has come out here over the last day. Yeah, and so the homies want to get your unbuttoned reaction sure. on this too. Let's so we it. got Julio Jones. That news joining Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New River Joe. As we get into some of the news here around the NFL says, can Julio Jones stay on the field? That is the million dollar question, or I guess the two million dollar question or three million, six, or yeah, six, six million.
1: million with two million in incentives is what we're kind of hearing here. Right. Okay, all right. Um, can he stay on the field? I don't know. That's to me where, you know, that, that's the, the, the thing with this trade altogether. Like I saw this. You know, and I go, okay, cool, Julio Jones. And, like, don't get me wrong here. I said this to Mike Flory today. Julio Jones, to me, is, like, definite Hall of Famer. Like, outside of Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and Jerry Rice, I think Julio Jones is in the next conversation – for you know, best receivers in the history of the NFL. I mean, he's
0: seven 1,000 yard seasons. Right. Many were uh, right. well over. 1, he's
1: already yards. 17th in the history of the league in receiving yards, and done it in a lot less yard years than some of the guys that are in front of him. Yeah. So that's what's impressive about him. Freak of nature, awesome. I just want to state that. But yeah, I think your question or our question there from uh, at New River Joe is real. I you know not only about being on the field. The other issue is it's been a lot of management off the field. Not being able to practice. Oh, hey, we're gonna see how he is on Friday. Oh, wait, no, then we're gonna give it another test in pregame warm-up on Sunday to see if he can play. That's the issue. So I didn't look at this deal and went, oh my gosh, the Bucs got Julio. Holy shit, everybody in football is in trouble. I look at it and go, the Bucs got a really good receiving core They're really good no matter what. And if they can get Julio to be healthy and be somewhat of the guy we saw two and three years ago. I think it's just icing on the cake. And then of course you know he's smart, he wants to be there, he wants to be a part of a winner. They're not I don't think gonna have to put too many reps on his plate and expect him to have to play seventy plays a game with all the receivers they got. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of where I stand with it, Ahmed.
0: So if you're watching on our new YouTube page on Peacock, you see the receiving depth chart for the Bucks now. You got Evans, Godwin, Julio, Russell Gage is there, Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Cyril Grayson, Scotty Miller, your
1: tight ends are Cameron Brake, Kyle. shot Perriman's not even on there. He's right. on their list. You're right. right? So Jalen uh Darden. Jalen Darden, who is it gonna He's going to be their – yeah, you can't fit all the guys they got on here, and Pete said, and he's right. You can't. Jalen right. Darden's a guy I really liked. remember two years ago in the draft out of North Texas. Yes. Yeah. Really awesome jitterbug slot type, but it had like a lot of straight-ahead speed. He returned some punts and played for them last year. I would think he's going to be that guy. But, yeah, somebody on that graphic we showed, if you're watching on YouTube or Peacock, yeah. they're not going to be there. You know, But, but uh, the, I think you look at that as well and go, ooh, Chris Godwin. I mean, the fact that Chris Godwin – was not put on the the pup list or any other right. injured list, and he's go here. I mean, that tells me that they think there's a good chance he can play and contribute week one. So you know that again, he just I think helps Julio Jones out. You know, and and we'll see where it goes. Julio Smart been in a lot of offenses, um, but yeah, I'm not sit here going just oh now they're in the Super Bowl because of Julio. I hope it works out. It's a potential. It's got some potential, but I kind of got to see it to believe it uh, as far as what we've seen the last two years out of Julio.
0: So you put this question out there on Twitter, and yeah. by you, I mean Pete put this question out there <laughs> on yes. Twitter. I was
1: unaware of this where one. Where
0: does Julio Jones finish in receiving yards on the Buccaneers this season? And so the answers are in. That was a quick poll, Pete. What was it? Only a couple of – oh, it's still going right now. Oh, it's not done. You, It's uh, live results. We've got it. Uh, forty-two percent think fourth, so that's getting the most votes votes right now. There are seven percent that are really optimistic and think second most receiving yards on the Bucks. Um, what do you think? What's realistic?
1: <sighs> I, I'm more. I think I'm more aligned with the people here. Actually, I, I really think I think, look at it as fourth. I mean, Mike Evans is going to be one. We know that. Godwin, even with the injury, I think is going to be two. Okay. All right. And just with his role in the offense and kind of playing the slot and all of that. And then, yeah, I mean, if you had to give me the third one, I'm going to go with Russell Gage right now. I am. I'm going to go with him. And then that's where, okay, now I start to look at it and go, maybe that's where Julio, you know, falls in line. But, you know, again, I think Julio's a guy that, you know, know, hopefully they, they can have out there. And then he has a few moments of, you know, making some big plays or being special. But the days of like, can Julio like catch a six yard slant and break a tackle and make somebody miss and run for a 60 yard gain? Yeah, that's where I'm just not sure he has that in him anymore. I know he can still be good and contribute, but you know, this isn't the name doesn't verify maybe some of the attentions it's got. Right. And you know, I know it's a Hall of Famer, but he's not playing at that type of level right now.
0: All right. People want to play with Tom Brady,
1: though, still. Of that's course what, they that's do. That's what we've Right. And out a guy here. like that, you know they want to be in that type of situation. I mean, where was he last year, right? He kind of dictated the trade. He went to the Titans. Oh, yeah. You mean the team that we all thought might be one of the best in the AFC? And now here he is. He's waiting it out. You know, he's at the point of his career where he's going to be nothing but on championship contenders now.
0: Marquise Brown wanted to play with Kyler Murray over yeah. in uh, Arizona. Yeah. And uh, Kyler's been in the news here lately. His big deal got finalized, and John... Kikora yeah, says, i got to ask, what are your thoughts on the Kyler Murray deal, especially with the study provisions? So you've talked about this a little bit with Mike. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, really. four, if you're unfamiliar with it, what is it? Which I'm sure you're not at this point. What is it, four hours per week? Stipulated in the contract, yes. in, in writing. Right. You're going to check it. And if in he doesn't writing. do it, right. then his quarter of a billion dollar contract is
1: voided. And apparently seems to have been like a deal breaker if that wasn't in the contract. I mean if you if you hear it like and listen to a few people around the league, which I have heard. Yeah. So that that me is like you know, hey, my take on this is yeah, I've never heard of this before with a quarterback. Quarterbacks usually don't have to do this type of stuff. Quarterbacks are usually the nerds are like you gotta go, hey, that's enough. You've you watched your it's oversaturation now. Get out of here. Go do something else, right? Let your mind be free for a little bit. I mean, that's usually the quarterback. So yeah, is it shocking to hear that? There's no doubt about it. You know, was it put in there? You know, it's put in there for a real reason. It has to be. Again, you have to know that this is going to garner some attention at some point. So somebody within the organization wanted this to happen or make sure it happened. You know, we know Kyler Murray's good. I know he knows his offense and all that. He's been in the same offense since college. I mean, he literally from his freshman year to now, it's the same offense, which I also think leads to probably some of the problems we're talking about here. Oh, I know the offense. He came in day one. He was telling veterans where to go, where to line up, do all that. I, I, got it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then I think when you couple on the fact of like guys that we talk about all the time, you know, we've talked about this with Lamar and you know other even Josh Allen. Uh, just when you have such incredible pure physical talent, you know, sometimes you're like, I, I don't. Why do I gotta watch so much film? I, we won. I win. I'm amazing every week. I know, I win the Heisman. I'm the first player picked. Arizona wasn't shit. We got here, and now we're in the playoffs, you know. And then that conversation. So, you know, I think that's what happens sometimes. It's like the gift and the curse of having incredible talent. You know, you, that's the stuff you look at. But I think the point of this is is we're talking Kyler Murray, two hundred and thirty million dollars, and we're talking next level stuff now. That's mm-hmm. great. You got in the playoffs, or you're in the you're you're relevant. But I think what you know what we need to see, and what I'm, I'm guessing Arizona puts this in is. You know, they just want him to take his level of preparation up to the next level. You know, he's still awesome. I get that, but it's not about his offense. It's about getting clues about the defense. That's why you watch film, and then those clues give you, you know, the head start on checking to a play, giving a receiver another route instead of just going. You know what? I'll just gonna drop back, and whatever happens, I'll figure it out because I'm some great physical talent. It's just okay. You can do that against. A lot of teams in football and feel good, right? You can. I mean, the, the, the middle class, the poor class of the NFL, you could do that. But we get to the end of the season, you got to play the Rams and the Colts and the Seahawks and then the Rams again. Like, that's where the little details matter. Like, just to go, oh, you know, when, when the defensive tackle lines up here, mm-hmm. they, they blitz two off the edge. Mm, when he doesn't line up here, they play Tampa too. And that's where I think the great quarterbacks have that. They can almost be a step ahead all the time. So then, hey, we're never in the wrong play. Um, we're never in the wrong protect- protection. And I think that's probably what they want out of Kyler. That's the next phase of his development here.
0: How much has it changed now with the microphone and the speaker in the helmet? Yeah, I mean, it, it's because maybe he's thinking, too. He's like, all right, I know this offense. Right. And Cliff, this is your job. Right. And coaching staff, this is your job. If right. there's something you want me to look at, just tell me in my uh... – my headset
1: yeah well you can to a degree now Not they're supposed to turn it snap. off yeah they're supposed to turn well they're supposed to turn it off even when you break the huddle got it the thing that we have found the little loophole is if there is no huddle right then they leave it on till about 15 to 16 seconds left on the play clock hmm. and remember that's what jared goff and the rams were doing so they'd get up to the line and they weren't huddling when they right. were they were in semi and mcveigh would literally go let's run this play let's run that play which I didn't love. I think that's against the spirit of the rule a little bit. But let me get wrong. Don't get me wrong. If they had that rule, and I was quarterback, I'd want McVay to be talking to me too. Or if I was a coach and I had a quarterback, I'd want to talk to him that way. So I'm not trying to call them jerks or anything. But you know, I think when you're when you're in those other situations, as far as huddling and then breaking it, there's only so much they can do. Mm-hmm. And then you know, that's where I got to think. There's been some things that have come up. Hey, if you see this defense or this front, I want you to check to this play or check to this protection, and I got to imagine some of that stuff has happened where, wait, he didn't check to that player. He didn't check to that protection because he didn't see the clues that were there that were given to him, and I, I would think that's why this is in the contract. Um, he's still a hell of a player. We know that, uh, but I, I think there, there's obviously something here. This is not one that just made-up bullshit that they put in there. You know, th- this was something you knew was going to get out, and – uh, I think it's there for a real real tangible reason. Well he is doing
0: video work. He's a big video
1: game well, guy. Oh, this is the He's next thing. I know. Guy. Yeah. He has
0: 83,000 followers on Twitch. He's part of an esports organization. I know
1: FaZe Clan. And uh, yeah,
0: what FaZe Clan? What I know that?
1: FaZe Clan. Yeah, FaZe because I have kids. That's why. And my kids play, uh, you know, they 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 watch Phase Clan videos all the time on Fortnite. Is Kyler in those videos you know, or no? Phase just... K, you know, uh, Fa- they're all Phase something. Phase K, yeah. Jarvis, Fa- Jarvis who got kicked out of Phase. Whoa, yes, I know a lot of this stuff. I know, right? Jarvis yeah. was their biggest guy. They kicked him out. Why? One, he got caught cheating in, in, uh, in, um, you know, what the hell's... No, the, the other game that was so popular. I just said Not it. call of uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Excuse me. He got caught cheating How in Fortnite. How do you cheat in Fortnite? And then he got caught in some sort of ripping off his followers type of Ooh. Ponzi scheme or something. Whoa. Right, right. That's Allegedly. Cool. I don't want the lawyers of him to come after him. Allegedly. Me. Allegedly. Yeah, but yeah, I know about FaZe Clan. That's a big deal. My son would definitely be watching that for right. sure. He has a deal with them. Well, that, he's yeah. a video game guy. I and would he plays video games. And
0: concerning. This was noted by Rose City Peach on Twitter that uh, they have tracked it, the line in 2019, you see it here, and there's a couple other pictures too, when the new, what is it, Call of Duty? When the new Call of Duty is released, from that point forward, the play of Kyler Murray goes down. (laughs) There it is in 2019 In 2020, same thing. Is that 2021 on the bottom? I think it is.
1: Same thing. all the same. At the point of Call of Duty (laughs) being released, Kyler Murray starts to fall apart. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Well... Hey, we know the end of the year is an issue with the Arizona right now. Yeah. And and you know, maybe these are some of the things that can fix it, give them a little more versatility in the offense. It's tough that Kyler Murray's got to answer some of these questions. It is. It's not fair to him. I do think the Cardinals need to come out and maybe say something at some point. You know, obviously this is a guy they believe in, but there's just something about this that seems to be real that they he's got to improve on this. You know, I know people at first, like Zach Ertz yesterday, he made a comment like, well, he, he taught me everything in the playbook. The playbook's not the answer. If he didn't know the playbook, they wouldn't have gave him the $230 million. Yeah. If they were going, then he doesn't even know the fucking plays. Trust me, that would have been a real issue. We would have heard about that a long time ago. He knows all of that. He knows that like the back of his hand. It's just the next level stuff we're talking about. And I think that's next-level stuff is, yes, what gets you over the hump of beating the better teams in the NFC or winning some of those games mm-hmm. later in the year. And, hey, Kyler Murray with some of the late-year late, game, late year struggles, it's not all him, too. Cliff Kingsbury has the, some adjustments to make as well.
0: Gets you over the hump, and maybe one day you can be an MVP like Lamar. Jackson Lamar. has already done in his career. He, of course, has been in the news this offseason tweeting back at Chris Sims. You know, yeah. we had that little but, thing But, happen. you know, he,
1: he, he, he gave me respect that is – press conference, a minicamp. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see end. that. He kind of just said, oh, hey, Chris was doing his job. I got no issue with that. Someone asked him about yeah, you specifically? Yeah, exactly. Yes. They go like, what?
0: How much do you hate Chris Sims? You had, you had that little
1: Twitter back and forth with Chris Sims and blah, blah, blah. And he just say, hey, I knew what I had to handle and blah, blah, blah. It's Whoa. no disrespect. I respect Chris Sims. He's doing his job. So had I was you, glad to hear.
0: Had you reached out to him before I, that? I had not. not.
1: I've, I've, I met Lamar once, and it was the day after he won the Heisman at Louisville. It's the only time I've ever met him. Hopefully he knows I've been one of the guys that have been his biggest defenders coming out in the draft and through his career. Hmm. So, wow. here, oh, they got the says, side. Pete says, wow,
0: Pete is crushing it Pete right now. Pete killing it. Good job. Kristen, Kristen was able to find the uh, <laughs> the soundbite of, uh, yeah. let's hear, so the to the backstory. Chris, just, you called him out on not being at, uh, I just said he should be, I wish he was out there at, yes. at OTAs, right, be yes. there at
1: OTAs, Tom Brady was there at OTAs, he had made comments early in his career that he wants to be like Tom Brady and win championships, and I said, well, Tom Brady was at all the OTAs, and I'm rooting for him, and I yeah. want him to be there, and yeah, that's kind of the, the base premises of he it. He didn't like it, he took exception, he was asked about it recently.
2: You, you, responded to, uh, you responded to Chris Sims recently on, on social media. And, you know, there's people talking about you on these natural shows, it seems like every day. Yeah. Is it hard to tune that out at all? I mean, like, how, how do you deal with that at this point? Nah, sometimes it would be clickbait. And then I had he baited me because I'm like, dang, I want to be myself. I want to be the next guy. You know, I look at myself as Lamar Jackson, not Tom Brady and this and that. I want the Super Bowls like Tom Brady, but I'm still myself. So that's why I responded. It was no hard feelings, though. He doing his job.
0: Oh,
1: you baited him. It. He's like it worked. I know, right? I did. I baited him. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, clickbait worked. Got well, me. Well, hey, you know, we see these young quarterbacks. They pay attention. They're uh-huh. they're aware. You know, they're on social media, and I, you know, I, I I almost in some ways respect it because they just kind of just bring it on and take it and say, you know, like screw it, and I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. There is something about that. But hey, I know I know enough people that know that guy and people down there in Baltimore that. He's made of all the right stuff. Yeah, I still wish he was there during OTAs. It doesn't mean I still think he can't have an unbelievable year this year and do be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But that was that was cool that at least he you know, gave a little respect for me.
3: Around
2: any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day,
3: the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the
2: constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to
0: win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Vaminos FC wants to know, what would you be willing to offer Lamar annually if you were the
1: Ravens GM? So that's the question right now. He showed up, he's there. Looking for a new contract. I have no problem with him being the next guy. I mean, to me, he's worthy enough of being, like, the next guy to one-up Kyler Murray, right? I know, like, it doesn't sound like anybody's going to top Rodgers in the $50 million a year right now. But what was Kyler Murray's final average? 46.2, right? To just barely edge Deshaun Watson. You know, it's not the same deal because it's an extension where Watson's is totally fresh and new. But, like... But I'd have no problem with that. I mean, you know, L- Lamar Jackson, again, I uh, didn't play his best football last year. But I think if you give me the question of Lamar or Kyler Murray going forward, who am I going to take? I'm going to take Lamar. I am right now. Lamar does have a better feel and ability to hang in the pocket and make throws and do that and play with a little bit more size compared to Kyler Murray. Let alone we know his running ability and all of that as well, which is every bit as good as Kyler if it's better. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not every bit as good, it's better. So, yes, Lamar, second highest paid quarterback in football. I, I have no problem with that at all. He is that team. He is that team. There's only so few of those guys out there, anyways. You know, again, I know everybody looks, oh, Lamar, he's not perfect throwing the. He's not perfect throwing the ball, and they don't—they haven't been to a Super Bowl. I mean, people act like you know—I I, kind of said this the other day. People act like G- Super Bowl like grows on trees. Like you're good, you haven't been in a Super Bowl. It's year five. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Like get out of here. It's not—it's not hard. How about every year he plays, they're one of the best teams in football, and they're dangerous. All right, the playoffs haven't worked out quite, quite the right way, but he's still special, and he's certainly not a guy you give up on or go well. We'll see if we can find something else out there. No, he's he's got top five talent in the league. You know, he's a leader. The team is, like you said, built around him, like Kyler Murray's in, in Arizona, where he's got real leverage there. So I don't like that. And then what also I don't like is, hey, the team is built around the running game and all that. Mm-hmm. They can't be the best running team in football and then be the Patrick Mahomes passing offense too. That's just they can't have it all made a choice, uh, but some people they were, but but a lot of fans out there who were haters of Lamar want it all. Yeah, but I just feel like it's a hate on Lamar and I don't like that aspect of it. Lamar Jackson is really freaking good and he is one of those quarterbacks that's in a class where you just go, when it's his time to sign up. He's the next guy. That's it. I have no problem with that.
0: Yep. He is a guy. Russell Wilson is a guy often did that uh, in Seattle for uh, his entirety of his career now he's in Denver, and Hawkstrologer wants to know. Hawkstrologer, that would be a Seahawks fan, right? I think be, he is yes. a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he'll become a Broncos fan now. Uh, there might be some people that actually will do that. Like, he's been such that team that they might root for him over in Denver. He goes, what do you think the Broncos offense looks like this season? Run pass ratio, differences from what Russ has been known for or not. So Russ is with a new team in Denver. How might he look different? How might that Broncos offense look different?
1: Uh, You know, I think you can look at it and look at Green Bay the last few years, but I think they'll even play a little bit more aggressive passing the ball, I think, than even Green Bay did. I do. Again, I think they have a better wide receiving core to go to get all together there with it. You know, Russ, I think also just the fact of the newness of Russ and, you know, let Russ cook and, you know, it's just, that's our new look offense. I, I, I just had the feeling they're going to be a little bit more aggressive with the passing game, maybe than green Bay was the last few years, you know, but I don't think it's going to look a whole lot different than what we've seen there up there. I mean, again, you know, that, 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 that offense in green Bay, I know is Matt LaFleur's, but it's not all that different than mm-hmm. what Nathaniel Hackett has done throughout his career too. So I think it's going to be packaged around that with maybe a few things that Russ likes uh, but yeah that's kind of what i expect i mean i, I yeah it's going to be a pass first offense and but not totally out of bounds 60 40 65 35 that's kind of how i look at it
0: uh we think i think we have our his heat map from last year yeah. 2021
1: yeah that's right all the balls outside, outside the, number. the numbers yeah.
0: very few over the middle
1: a, it's one of his kryptonites you don't think that was just Seattle-specific? I think there's a Russell. little bit of that, but I also think he, he maybe compounds it to, to a greater effect. And that's where I'm going to be interested. Now that he's in a, an offensive system that's a little more creative, and to me this is the best offense of mine he's been around in his career, maybe this is where that can change the heat map a little bit to where he can give Russell Wilson a little more confidence or maybe another clue or two that he's never heard to just go, hey, just trust it you know and then he's going to be watching Aaron Rodgers film He's go, oh, damn, okay, Aaron threw it in there. Okay, okay, okay. And He's just going to have to build that up a little bit. But I think once you get a little success, he proves to them maybe a few little tricks of the trade of what to read and then a few concepts that are added in there to where, man, Russell goes, damn, we get a lot of people open 15 yards over the middle. Hopefully that's where they can get that and he can be a little more comfortable there. They, They got to. They can't just throw the ball outside the numbers like they did in Seattle all the time.
0: Yeah, the question for Seahawks fans is what did he leave behind? Pro foot owl talk says, which dominoes would have to fall Seattle's way for the Seahawks to sneak into the playoffs this year?
1: Oh, well, I I think the defense, I mean, I don't expect them to be in the playoffs. I mean, I I really, from everything I know, it sounded like Seattle wanted to totally rebuild and and Pete Carroll put a a kibosh on that. I, I do think there was real tangible wanting to trade DK Metcalf, wipe the slate clean, and let's go from there. And I've heard from some people in the league that that was one that was kind of like a deal breaker. For like, Pete, he was like, no, no I, you know, I know we're retooling the team. But that to him, I think, was like, whoa, we're starting back at scratch. And he wasn't willing to do that.
0: As Pete notes, he's the oldest coach in the league. He, the other Pete, Pete right, Carroll.
1: Right. But like he, he doesn't have time to rebuild. He doesn't. I know. It's, so I understand it. Yeah, seventy one in September. Pete's telling me in my ear. I I know he's up there, and I understand that thought. Sometimes you have no choice. Yeah, right, right, right. And the smart—you
0: from what I'm gathering—you think the smart move would have been to rebuild with this team.
1: Yeah, I would have. I I would. I mean, and especially this day and age, I could be like, well, by your time you're seventy two, the team might be good again. Like you'd be like legit across the board. Right, Right. So yeah, I'm not expecting playoffs, but for them to sneak in, I mean, of course we know. One of the quarterbacks has got to play damn good and not be like a turnover king, but also make some plays, all right? And that's where I think it will be Gino. I do. Again, those two receivers are damn good up there. Let's not forget about that. The defense has to start off and be better. That's the first thing I'm going to say. I mean, they've just been all over the place the last few years. If they can get somewhat in the middle of the pack, all right? And then offensive line, still a question mark up there, but, you know, this is the la- the thing I think they can put them over there. If they can get a real running game together with Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny, yeah. who, I mean, potentially have the chance to be the best duo in the NFL. There's some big-time potential there. You know, Control the clock, play that stuff. Maybe they can sneak in and kind of be one of those ugly football teams. I mean, I'm not expecting it, but with Seattle, the way he coaches, the energy, we know they compete, games are never over, all of that. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see them being a pain in the ass and hanging around for a little while. Right, right. One more quarterback
0: question to get to here before we get to those running backs that you just mentioned there with Walker and Penny. Maybe, who who knows, maybe we'll see one of those guys in the top six rankings for either one of us. Uh, Zach Wilson was in the news while you were gone. (laughs) Yes, he was. Uh, Aaron Kreppel says, does Chris need to redo his quarterback rankings after the Zach Wilson news? Would you have, uh, would you have taken what happened off the field into consideration when ranking
1: Zach Wilson? No, but it would have. It would have, number 22 on my rankings. No, but it would have made me feel real good about the projections into this (laughs) next year. I mean, yes, we are talking about the milfinator, Zach Wilson, if anybody is not aware of the story. Unconfirmed.
0: We don't even know if this is true. No, you're right. We don't.
1: But we're going to ride the wave. It seems like he (laughs) is and the rest of the team is. Yeah. Nobody's coming out to debunk it. I know that. Uh So that, to me, says a little something. All right? Uh, I thought his, first off, his response... After whatever it was, a few days, and then he came back like, "Been in," I can't remember what he said. Been away for the few days. What did I miss? That was yeah. his first response, which was classic. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah, um, he's handling it well. He's handling it well. I will say this: the damn guy, his street cred in the locker room is going to go way up. It is going to, you know, if he was, uh, yeah, there you go. If maybe he was looked at as, like, baby face Zach by some guys in the locker room, yeah. now he's going to be like, man, that's my and Zach right there. That's Zach a- Wilson. We're he's seeing, the man.
0: We're seeing video of what? Uh, CJ. CJ
1: Azuma. Yep. Showing person of the year Time Magazine and Zach Wilson's on the on the cover there, which is hilarious, and the Jets
0: tweeted that out too. It's I know. like the the whole team, the whole team's social media you. account is embracing it.
1: it. it. It's uh, it's made him more popular here in the New York area for <laughs> sure. It definitely has. All right,
0: all right. So you know, on the heels of that, Petey Parker 11 says. A uh, big fan of the show. Hope you enjoyed your vacation. Had enough weed and tequila to make it through. Yep, you did. Yep. Vodka uh, and
1: tequila. Uh, vodka and weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's what I did this year. Uh,
0: what does Zach Wilson have to improve on to have a competitive 2022? So on the field. Yeah,
1: all right. I think the first thing uh, that, that would come to my mind, you know, mechanically, miss too many throws that he shouldn't miss. And I talked about this during the year last year a little bit. His back leg, his right leg, gets outside the framework of his body too much, which then affects the tilting of his shoulders, Right. So, you know, as a lefty and sitting here and I pop my legs, you kind of want to be like this to throw a football. Too many of the times he was like this to throw it, and then he would throw the ball into the ground, into the knees. So that's one thing mechanically he's got to work on because I would say there was three or four passes in every game where you go, damn, you're way too talented to miss that throw right there. That's got to get fixed. Getting off of receivers a little bit, and you saw that early in the year. Mm -hmm. You know, again, big arm, big talent guy, gifting the curse a little bit. You just, oh, I'm going to fit it in there. I'm going to fit it in there. But as the year went on, he started to read plays out and play it the right way. So I would say that's the big thing. Don't stay on that first receiver and just hope he's going to come open so you can throw the ball. No, move on. Hey, the other plays will present itself. And last thing I'll say that he needs to improve on, and again, we saw this a little at the end of the year, he's too good of an athlete to sit there and be the Statue of Liberty sometimes. you know, Don't fall into that trap of being too much Johnny quarterback. Don't forget about what got you there and some of the best skill set you have is your ability to get out of the pocket and then go throw lasers in there. And that was one thing when I did my quarterback rankings coming back to a few times where I just went, man, he didn't take advantage of his legs and his ability to scramble enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, that would be three things I think that, that would uh, certainly help improve his game.
0: But for the first time, I'm thinking that maybe he could be the next Joe Namath. I'm starting to get that vibe, the Joe Namath, in in several different ways. Yeah,
1: I hear you. <laughs> Joe Cool, Broadway cool. Joe, yeah. ladies, man, I hear I hear what you're saying.
0: All right, that's quarterback talk. we got running back talk coming up here in just a second. But you did their top five wide receivers last week. A lot of reaction, uh, including from Tomas Pena, who said, I freaking knew it. He's one of the top fans of our show. We're showing his tweet right now. I made this note a while ago to post after the quarterback rankings predictions, but missed the timing today. So he DM'd you and his top it. five. He predicted your top five. Hey, he's, exactly. a, he's a
1: big time listener. We know that he's as, as loyal as they come. Mm-hmm. Predicted I, it. He predicted it. It's big time that he predicted. He was pretty good, I think, with my quarterback rankings, too, really. I think, you're, um, I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, hey, I like his top ten. I probably would not have DeAndre Hopkins at no. six.
0: You said okay. you had DJ Moore there, probably. I would have
1: DJ Moore there, yeah, but for he's sure. In, but he has
0: him in the top 10, which I don't think, yeah. for many people out there, DJ Moore they think of as a guy who's in the top I, 10. I know, so it's not knew. fair. I, yep,
1: That's, It is awesome. I would probably, when I really look at it, if I had to finish off my top 10, I'd have probably gone DJ Moore 6, AJ Brown 7, mm. and then gone Devontae Adams 8. That would have probably been my my little Devontae Adams 8, uh, mm, and then I'd get into... Evans, Mike Evans, and Hopkins as that nine ten guy. I'm not really sure. You know, I know a lot of people get on me about my receiver rankings because I I didn't have Devontae in the top ten a lot. You know, two years ago.
0: Yeah, and Devontae didn't tweet, did he? We didn't no. bait him. We no, didn't, we we didn't. Like, you we baited didn't. Lamar.
1: He's had enough. Well, Couldn't he got his money. Devante. He's like, I'm good now. I don't <laughs> care about Christians. <laughs> what do I care? Uh, yeah, but you know, with like uh, that. Hey, again, I admit I made a mistake two years ago. You should have been in the top ten. He should not have been in the top five for me. If I had to go back and do that list two years ago, he still yeah. wouldn't have been in the top five. He would have been seven or eight for me then, too. As I've mentioned, it's just not my cup of tea, that type of receiver all the time. So, the funny thing is
0: yeah. you will continue to reduce the size of your list to just keep Devontae off. <laughs> like, <laughs> next yes, year right. it could be a top three if Devontae's is four. Hey,
1: I, I will say this. I had a lot of people in the NFL text me and say they like my receiver rankings. Oh, a lot. And I know we talked about this after the show the other day about yeah. – you know, receiver is truly beauty of the eye, of the beholder, and, and a guy like Josh McDaniels loves a Devontae Adams, obviously. Loves that type of guy. We we differ that way a little bit, me and Josh. Sure. I'm not so much into that type of guy as much as he is.
0: Well, Peter King is with the Raiders right now, diving in on yep. uh, their training camp. Spoke with the Raiders wide receiver, who did not make your list. And so I think, Pete, do we have a, a soundbite of Devontae Adams with our own Peter King regarding Aaron Rodgers' to now moving on to Derek Carr.
1: What would you say is the biggest difference between catching a football from Aaron Rodgers and catching a football from Derek?
2: That's probably the the most frequently asked question, and I never have a great answer for it. Um, you know they're both great quarterbacks and they they both can can put the ball wherever they pretty much want to so um, there's a lot of similarities but you know going from anytime you change quarterbacks is going to be an adjustment so getting back on the on the same page with Derek is what I'm what I'm interested in now
0: political answer
1: well I really that's when I hate doing the list like cuz I like that guy a lot I really do and again I think he's a hell of a football player but this is just the 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 hard part about the business. And he's he maximized his output on the football field with the talent he has, I, for sure. I agree, a hundred percent. And he's a professional. He says and does all the right things. He's not a me, me, me guy. He's all. I mean, it's always team. You know. I mean, just uh, I. I really, really respect him. I do. You know. And, and you know, he's saying all the right things out there in in Las Vegas. Uh, I would think the one thing that's different is just you know Rodgers can. Rodgers can put a pace on the football that's a little bit more aggressive than Derek Carr. Uh, Not to say Derek Carr is a weak arm. He's got a really good arm. But, I mean, as you know, Rodgers, when he wants to throw the fastball, it's one of the best fastballs in the history of the sport.
0: You can catch all of Peter King's training camp videos on our new YouTube page, youtube.com slash NFL on NBC. Also, here's interviews on the Peter King podcast. Subscribe wherever you download your podcast. This is where Peter's going to go. Whoa! Canvassing the country. Well, I guess... Yeah, these are all the places he's going to be, right? These are the locations of the where they play, not necessarily where they have their training camp. Right. it can be a little different. It can. It can be right? all
1: over the place, no doubt, no doubt.
0: But Pete's going to log some log some miles here.
1: Well, that's what he does. It's amazing, you know, at his age that he's still doing this. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I mean, it's just it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time being on the road. But it's one of the coolest things Peter does, or anybody in sports media does, going around giving you a little head start on each team around the NFL.
0: You know, we joke about a lot of things. We don't want to be a jerk. No. But sometimes we got to leave people off of our list. Yeah. And it's time to make another list. Yeah. And make more people upset by leaving them off of it. Yep. Uh, we're going to running backs now. Before okay. Before we start here, our top six. We joke that there are 20 top 10 wide receivers. You make your list and you say there are so many great ones and you just can't fit them all in there. How many top 10 running backs are there
1: currently in the NFL? There's only 10. Ooh is it underwhelming it's it's funny with it's it might be less than 10 yeah it's funny there's 20 top 10 receivers there's there's five top 10 (laughs) running backs (laughs) you know I I didn't it's it's just funny where it's gone in my lifetime our lifetime yeah you know just where it is right now because I feel like if you looked at you know NFL running backs and rosters 20 years ago 25 years ago Almost every team, you'd go, damn, they got him at a running back. Damn, they got him. The running back was the best player on the team when I was growing up, mm-hmm. through the 80s, the 90s. Almost every team was orchestrated around the running back. You know, other than, like, Dan Marino or Dan Fouts and some of those guys, everybody else was going, oh, we run the ball in first and second, and then we try to throw the ball in third. If we have to. If we have to. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the way football was. And – You know, now it's running back by committee. Some of these guys we got on the list right here, they don't have many catches out of the backfield and all that, but I don't think it's because they can't. I think it's because they just – teams are trying to take wear and tear off. The salary cap hurt. You know, running backs, that definitely – running backs are sitting there going, wait, why the fuck would I play running back when I can play receiver and see three contracts and not get killed and I'll be able to still walk when I'm 55? So I think that's hurt it. And then the rules of the game, of course, have changed it. The rules in the early 2000s, you know, that you know helped the passing game, protecting the quarterback, all that, has led to an influx of, yeah, passing teams and a passing way of life in the NFL that has devalued the running back. And really, I mean – it's going to take somebody really, really special to ever be like a top 15, top 20 running back in the draft anymore. It really yeah. is. So we'll do
0: our top six, which may be the top 10. It may be the complete top 10 list in the <laughs> NFL currently, our top six. So six through one. Yeah, We both got a list. I'm interested to <laughs> see I don't know what you your got. list. I you know. Don't know. You don't know my I know. list.
1: I know. So let's start with your list, number six. I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey at six. Whoa. I am. Yeah. Listen, I know his talent is greater than that. But, I mean, he's played 10 games in the last two years. I mean, you know, the one thing that kind of is important for the the running back in the rankings is he got to play. So I, I can't put him any higher than that. His talent is really special. I know that. It is. I mean, he's amazing. And him and Alvin Kamara are in the conversation for the best dual threat running back in the game as far as catching the ball out of the backfield, running the ball between the tackles and all that. But durability is definitely a question with me. You know, and I am a little bit more of the guy that tends to. I want the guy that can run between the tackles. You know that we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So he's an awesome football player that can do everything. I will say this, uh, you know, going back and watching him last year too. Still quick as hell. Still awesome round runner. I do think he lost a gear in his straight ahead speed. I do, and he's a smaller guy, and I worry about him kind of wearing down slowly but surely here. And that's where that's why he's number six for me right now. The
0: injuries pile up. All right, yeah. we'll continue that discussion with him here in a yeah. second because I have him as well. My number six could shock you, Ramondre Stevenson, the New England Patriots. So there's a lot of things here. I with like him. It. I like it. Though. Um, he faced, and I, you know, I look at the next gen stats. You look at film. You 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 see the art of it and the speed and everything. I, I try to do the science here. Yeah. Uh, With some of these guys. And so Stevenson faced eight or more in the box 41% of the time. I bet. Last year, second most in the NFL. Yeah. He also had the second most broken tackles per attempt in the NFL. And so that resulted in one more number to throw at you. Yeah the third most rush yards over uh, expected. So it's like next-gen stats says, okay, the defender's here. We think you're going to get this many. Oh, you actually got that many. So that gives you one plus one on the rush over expected.
1: Gotcha. And so he
0: was elite in all those categories. Stevenson's my number six running.
1: I I, I mean, I love that. I'm not ready to put him at six yet, but I'm loving that we're giving a guy that to me has the talent to be in this type of conversation when we do the list next year. He does. He's special. Like, I mean, there was definitely games last year. I was like, would they stop giving the fucking ball to Damian Harris and give the ball back to Ramondre Stevenson? You know, I loved him coming out of college. He was in my top five coming out of OU. He didn't get the ball a ton there. But you're right. And, yeah, you know, one – you know, yeah. I think when he was in the game last year, everybody was just like, "Oh, they're going to run the ball and give it to him." They don't yeah. trust him in the pass game in New England yet, sure. right? With all that type of stuff. And then you had Mac Jones, and they were kind of a running team, and they wanted to do that. But man, he made some impressive, impressive runs. So I love that that you put him there. That's awesome. I don't agree with that. I don't think he's in the six yet. <laughs> yeah. But he is the six, top six potential type of guy. No doubt about it. To five for you. Okay, to five for me is where I'm going to go. Joe Mixon here. I'm going to go Joey Mix. I mean, one out of the guys we're going to talk about on this list and everything here. Joe Mixon's been playing behind the worst offensive line. So that's the first thing I'm going to just tell people. Don't always look at his stats and his highlights. It's just not fair. It's not. And we know that offensive line is it was one of the poorer ones in football. So it's it's hard to have the greatest highlight film in the world. But man, he just he can do everything. He's another guy that I think, you know, they don't let him catch the ball just because they're trying to find some way to take a little wear and tear off his tires to justify, hey, you know, we're paying this guy double-digit millions every year. We'd like him to last a little while. So that's the problem, but I think he's phenomenal in the past game. He's way bigger than people realize. Joe Mixon is one of those guys, as anybody in NBC will tell you when they were in the Super Bowl last year, the pregame, when Joe Mixon walked on the field pregame, no pads, everybody – that worked on our crew and that was like, damn, Joe Mixon's bigger than I thought. He's taller than you think. He's jacked. He can, He's fast and can break it for 60 and he can run you over and he can make people miss. He's got a little bit of everything to his football game. So for me, yes, he is one of the five best running backs in the game. So why? Yeah. As Pete noted to me yeah. before we did this podcast, mm-hmm. why in the Super Bowl? Yeah. When you need one yard. I know he's not on the field. I, I, I get that. I don't know either. And again, I, I, I don't. I'm sure that's one Zach Taylor would like to, you know, redo as well. You know, first off, Perrine Perine was their third. Perrine, excuse P. me. Rine. He was their third down back, uh, to what I'm saying. Again, we're going to get into some guys here where I go, they could be the third down back. It's just they're trying to not let them have to take on the blitzing linebacker and kill himself for this 45th play in a row or catch a ball over the middle and get his head knocked. It's just the way teams are trying to help save these guys. So he's been their third down back. It was a two minute drive. You know, they were kinda kind you know, up tempo offense and yeah, they got stuck on the field with him. But I don't think it was like, hey, it's third and one, guys. Take Joe out. He's not good enough. Let's put some RJP right in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where I think people are referring to sometimes. And I'm going to go, That that's insane. That's not one one down. It
0: does seem, though, and they do have a great receiving core. Yeah. Right? You have the, the best wide receiver in the NFL, according to you, and Definitely. Jamar Chase. You yeah. got Higgins there, too. It did seem like there were some games that Joe Mixon disappeared.
1: I, I agree. But I think it was, you know, I think it was games where they realized. We have no chance again running the football yeah. this week. You know, I think that's where it is. So that's where it's hard sometimes. Don't pile on him that way. You know, yeah, they're a little bit of a team that was all over the place, and and the way they run the ball. I don't disagree with you there, but I don't. Th- it wasn't because of him. I guess is what I am trying sure. to say. You know, they, they they had major issues. We know that. I think that's going to change this year. They've improved their offensive line.
3: At Whole Foods Market today.
0: Alright, I knew Joe Mixon would be on your list. You knew that. I knew you I knew you like Joe Mixon a lot. I do. You've been pumping him up for a while. Uh well-deserved well, well, uh, well deserved success last year for him with that. Uh, with that Doesn't Sandy sound like Banks he's going to make your list. He's not on my list, but i got another guy who I don't think is probably on your list. We'll give some love to right now. I, I
1: like that you're doing this. Look Num- you're
0: becoming the new Robin Hood here <laughs> exactly. of the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's well-deserved. A little more projection, perhaps, yeah. with Stevenson, and maybe more with this guy, too. But I think you're going to say this guy also has the ability to be in the top ten. Or is this Rashad Penny you're going with here? It is not Rashad no? Penny, okay. although I could have put him in there, no. but it just wasn't enough for yes. Rashad Penny. Okay. It is Javante Williams. Oh, I I was—he would have been my next guess. So I talked about Stevenson leading or second in the NFL in in broken tackles per attempt. You know, he didn't have as many attempts. Javante Williams led the NFL in broken tackles. Yeah, he's a bowling ball. And he only had two hundred and three attempts. Yeah, and that was fifteenth in the NFL. He led the NFL in uh, those broken tackles. He was still up there in some production yards per uh, carry. So Javante Williams, fast guy. I'm putting him. I'm putting him
1: number five. That's cool in the NFL.: That's cool again, I'm not ready you to put disagree. him there yet, but I do like him a lot, and I do think he's the type of guy that, you know, like you say, and yeah, you're projecting a little bit. I, I wouldn't say you're crazy maybe if we got to the end of the year and he was one of the five or six leading rushers in football, you know, I, I don't look at him and go, "Oh wow, yeah, there's something about his game I don't like. He's kind of got it all. there's no doubt. And I guess it's just one of those where I'd like to see a little bit more before I put them over some of these other guys that I just – I know who they are, I know what they are, and I know what they're capable of. But, yeah, I like it. I like where your head's at with this so far. Right, a little more projection it's on that It's good that, that you're not going like me. I'm, I'm glad you're not doing that.
0: Now we'll probably get a little more alike okay. as we get up here into the top four. You're number
1: four running back of 2022. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, where I'm going here. I mean, Cook is just – Cook is arguably nobody hits the hole faster than Dalvin Cook. Nobody can go zero to 60 and get up to the line of scrimmage and go through a hole quicker than he is. He's maybe the best in all of football when it comes to that. So that's where he's special. He plays bigger than his actual size. You know, it's also one of his negatives. Yeah, he's not gonna be a guy that necessarily gonna run over a defensive tackle or push the pile at a third and two situation or you know take on a linebacker and always win that battle and fall forward for three or four more yards. That's not what he is. But he's in the conversation, I think, for one of the best in space running backs of all of football. And if he does have any space or a gap, I mean, man, he can break your ankles or turn on the afterburners and outrun you. Let alone another guy that I think is really kind of good in the pass game it's just you know they're trying to take a little wear and tear they go oh, we got Madison we got other guys let's let's not just kill this guy all the time I mean he can do it though he really can you see enough on film to, to see it but yeah for Dalvin, Dalvin Cook uh, I think is yeah where I might have said, you know, he's clearly top four for me, clearly, and I, I, I get the feeling that he's definitely going to be in your top four as well. He is not. Whoa. so he was the heart.
0: He's the. If you are looking at my sheet, he is the honorable mention. Okay. he was the last one out. Right. I actually put Stevenson just ahead of Cook at the last second. Okay. I was. I had Cook in there. All right. I love Delvin Cook. Yeah. He when he's healthy, one of the most explosive guys out there, and he actually has been pretty healthy. He I'm has. Looking, that's what people don't realize. I'm looking Other at his rookie games. year, right? Yep. So rookie year, he only played four games. You know, 2018, he played 10. Okay. So that's half. The year that's not great, yeah. But then it's fourteen games, fourteen games. Then last year
1: thirteen games. Yeah. So
0: he, he's not playing the full sixteen, but fourteen, fourteen, thirteen. Still pretty that's good. That's pretty for good for that kind of a position. Yeah, yeah. That and, and a
1: team that runs the ball a lot too. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: But um, I I just left I left him off. Um, I I think maybe I should put him back on. Uh, yeah. Now. Yeah. No, yeah. No, you're definitely as we on. as we just talked right there. No. You know you should
1: be on. You know <laughs> he should be on there. But that's cool. Don't worry. No too late, though. So who's your four? No, um, I had a
0: point, though. There was another point why I left him off. OK, um, maybe I,
1: smaller. Maybe you're projecting this is the year he falls oh, off. Oh, no. Here, bit. Here's what it was. Yeah.
0: Here's um, put this in there. Pete. Make sure this gets in there. Uh, so we talked to our friend Jay Croucher, who yeah. is uh, someone that we talked to from time to time. Right. Uh, who's into the, the odds world and the betting world. And he would say and he told us last year and this st- stuck with me that when he was injured and when he would go out, they would not adjust the line. For the Minnesota Vikings. Now, that speaks to how good Madison is, sure. his backup. Sure. Um, and, and I think that's the case for a lot of running backs out there. Not every running back, but a lot of running backs out there. Um, but if he doesn't affect the line of the game when he's not in there, maybe he's not a top six running back. Hmm.
1: I, I hear what you say. I'm not going to go by Vegas on that one all the way either. I mean, you can't fault him for the fact that, oh, wait, they're a good running football team and their backup is also good. That's true. So that's where I would just argue against that a little yeah. bit. But I understand what you're saying, all right? You're saying, yeah, they don't necessarily ride him and him being the ultimate difference of whether huge, win or lose. Yeah, yeah,
0: like they've had games where they've been able to run the ball just fine yeah. without him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Let's not let's forget. Alexander Madison's a starting NFL running back. He's starting for, like, at least 15 other teams in football he's just stuck on a team with a guy that's really fucking good all right so number so four, who's your
0: fucking four so my number four is christian mccaffrey okay so i did put right. christian mccaffrey in my in my top six yeah um kind of the same thing too because like we we're just talking with delvin cook like the last two years have been awful for yeah. him and he's had we went through it with pete in 2020 high ankle sprain shoulder ac joint sprain thigh strain hamstring strain in 2021 ankle sprain it's like strains and sprains up and down the list the last couple years um but in his first three seasons he played all 16 games i know i know it really has been the last two years and now has he worn down has he lost a step like you said that's, that's the question it's like he was durable yeah. In the beginning of his NFL career, and will even in
1: Stanford. I mean, he was and Stanford. Yeah. Will
0: we will we see it again? I don't know. The last two years have been awful. Three games two years ago, seven games just passed. Right um, or was it? Yeah, yeah seven it was seven last year. year. Yeah. yeah, it was
1: seven. And it really wasn't seven. He kind of like tried to come back for one or two, right. and wasn't the same. It was almost like five, really.
0: So but, I'm going to bank healthy, and if he's healthy, and he's when he has played healthy, he's been unbelievable, no doubt. Yeah, like if you if you were if you were to know Christian McCaffrey. He's going to play all 16 games. Would he be in your top six?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's he is in my top six. He'd be in oh, my top. I'm sorry. He'd, yes. be in, he'd top probably five. be. He'd be. Yeah. You know, he'd be more of my top four ish, maybe, yeah. if that was the consideration. But it's a real concern for me. It really is. I root for him. I mean, damn, his dad was a teammate of my father. I know how awesome Christian is as a guy. I've been around him a few times. I know how he works. He's obsessed. Everything. There's nothing not to like about Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey. But, yes, his size and injury history here the last two years, it, that's what scares me.
0: And I said if he played all 16 games. Right.
1: They're like 17 you know, now. I know. I know but but, but I'm assuming.
0: Point. I'm assuming just to rest. Yeah. Before they, you know, they're they're the one seed, you know, they're resting them that last week.
1: Maybe (laughs) their offensive line, it should be a little bit better this year, too, to where maybe it helps him out a little bit as well. And I think they're going to be in a better offense and hopefully have some better quarterback play, which will make life a little easier on him as well. The top three we've made
0: it into. Number three for you.
1: Derrick Henry is number three for me. Ooh, okay. Yep. I couldn't put him one or two, you know, and really the film kind of told me that. I know how awesome Derrick Henry is. I know. You know, this is where I almost want to reveal one and two just to tell you why and why I think they're a better, but we'll get to that in a second. I mean, hey, uh, he's he's a powerhouse. I get that. Great size. When he gets up a full head of steam, he can push the pile as good as anybody in the game.
0: He's a freak. There might be nothing quite like him in NFL
1: history. I would agree with that. There's not. You know, when there's a seam and something there, man, he can break an 80-yarder as good as anybody in the game. So that's, I mean, that stuff is really good. But I think where I look at him and where I don't think he stacks up against the guys in the the top two is short area spaces when there's nothing there. You know, that's what I think when you go back and watch the film, all right, like with a guy like Derrick Henry, there is a lot of underwhelming runs. That's what we forget. He gets the ball a lot. Like, and to that point, let me just like this, like Derrick Henry. Only got the ball nine times less than Nick Chubb did last year. And you got that? Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry played nine games, right? Nick Chubb got the ball nine times more, okay? And played five more games, all right? Also rushed for over 300 yards more on the. So I don't think Derrick Henry was going to get nine carries for 300 yards. Uh, but either way, it just I'm, what I'm trying to say is they ride him hard. I know that. And there's value to that as well. But, man, there's also a lot of runs that I look at and I just would have go, man, my top two guys would have weaved through there or, you know, ran up to the line of scrimmage and gone, oh, wait, nothing's there, and then been able to bounce it or make a cut. And there's so many of those runs are where Derrick Henry, oh, because he's bigger, he's a little bit more of a build-up speed type of guy, he gets stuck in that oh, somebody just tackles him and he goes down by the ankles. Or, you know, hey, the pulling guard play, we got to read the guard behind it and, you know, make a cut this way, make a cut that way, make a cut this way, break an arm tackle and then turn it back on. To me, that's where he is noticeably less than the two guys I'm going to have in front of him. So that's why I made him three. Wasn't easy to do. I know how awesome he is.
0: He's great, but I was looking back, and he's been so good at this second half of seasons too, the past Three years. Uh, I mean, he was hurt last year, but the two years before that, it was yeah. like once we got to November, he just dominated. Dominant right. even more so than he had up to that point. I looked, though, at his last three playoff games, mm-hmm. dating back to 2019. He's been contained. Against he Kansas City in 2019, 19 rushes, 69 yards. 2020 versus Baltimore, 18 rushes, 40 yards. 2021, just this last year against the Bengals, 20 rushes. 62 yards. That's three. the last three playoffs.
1: But there's three good D-linemen. Three good D-lines we're talking about. Three D-lines that, uh, that, that, to me, is going back to the point I'm trying to say. They never let him get going. They never. It was, no, you're going to have to stop and then redo. Stop and restart. Stop and reaccelerate. And to me, that's not his game. When it's a, oh, wait, there's a hole and he can gather speed and get through that hole for at least three or four yards into it and hit that top end speed, then you better watch the fuck out because he's going to do some damage. He might go 90 or 99 to the house. He might run over four people and do that. But the problem is when there's a play where he has to slow down or stop or wait, i got to stop and cut back, that to me is not where he stacks up against the top two. And to me, that's what those defenses kind of did. They kind of said, we're going to shoot gaps and we're going to make you re- uh, adjust or redirect your body to go somewhere else, and that's not his game. There, that's not what he is made for. And to me, that's just why he's that's why he's number three to me. And, and again, that that doesn't come easily. I got a, a tremendous respect for this guy. So I
0: almost did the same thing, yeah, as you. And you're 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 convincing me that, that maybe I should have done that. Right. But I had Derrick Henry at number two. Okay. So he's my number two, yeah. and my number three. I think maybe you're number two, but maybe he's your number one. I don't know. Number three for me was Nick Chubb. Yeah, is he your number two? Uh, he's my number
1: two. Okay. Go right. for it. Tell well, me about it. And, 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 you know, Nick Chubb is that guy. Nick Chubb, to me, has more versatility in the running schemes you can run with him because he's got a little more – some different things he can do. Nick Chubb, in those tight spaces, short areas, is able to, you know, redirect, cut, accelerate – just at a better rate to me than Derrick Henry. He's capable of doing doing more with less, is what I'm saying. And again, I know Derrick Henry's the man. Again, this is what's the worst part about doing these lists. It's it's not easy, but you know this is a guy that's you know really is he's he's four yards away from running for over a thousand yards. Four yards in a, four years in a row. His Rookie year, he got 996 yards. I mean, every year he averages over five yards per carry. Don't. Blame Nick Chubb because they have another good running back or two good running backs, and they're not going to just run them into the ground. Maybe like Tennessee is going to do with Derrick Henry. Really good offensive line they have. They do, they do. But Tennessee certainly his offensive line ain't no ain't no pushover either. Sure. I mean it's it's really damn good as well. So but I but I understand what you're saying. But to me that's the difference. It's it's the it's the plays it's up the middle, he can hit the hole faster than Derrick Henry. It's the plays where oh he hits the hole and now wait, he's gotta stop in the hole and redirect and make a linebacker miss. He's better in that department. He can reaccelerate better. And honestly, I think in those situations too, breaks more tackles than Derrick Henry as well. So that's where yeah, Nick Chubb to me. Yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb is the one and two were to me one and two. I will say if I almost had a little bit of a tear there, where I think, yes, at this point of their careers, one and two are a little bit above uh, King Henry, who again, I, I love.
0: And you don't think of Nick Chubb necessarily as a, as a bruiser, he's 5'11, 227, he's listed at. Fourth most broken tackles per attempt in the NFL last year, so he's running over some dudes out Legs and ass there. for days, Ahmed. And he's got the second most yards after contact per rush in the NFL. That's I,
1: Okay, so great. I'm glad you're adding that to my to my argument. It's 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 very apparent. You know, it's one of those where if you just look at stats, you'd go, "Oh wait, hey, Henry's clearly better. He might be better," but uh, man, it was one of those where. You know, I turned on the film and started watching carry after carry, and I just started going, oh, my gosh, Nick Chubb. I mean, some of these runs are insane. I mean, they really are. And, again, he's a guy, too, you know, like Henry, who we know, yeah, he can push the pile and do all that, but he can go 70 to the house. But where I think he's different and that give him the advantage, again, is that run where, you know, Derek Henry might get six or eight. Nick Chubb can maybe, you know – put on the brakes, lower the shoulder, make a cut, and run through the arm tackle while he's putting on the brakes, stayed low to the ground because he is 5'11", 230 pounds, and his legs, and he's so dense and muscular, and then he can get an extra 10 yards. And that's to me, is where he's just a little different maybe than, than the King Henry
0: is. So Nick Chubb, number two for you, number three for me, but I could be convinced. But the number one is the
1: same for both it of is, us. It is, no doubt. led he's the, the man. NFL, Led the NFL in yeah. rushing last year. He's the man right now. Jonathan Taylor's the man. You know, one, all these guys have like very good vision. I do think that Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook's vision are the best of all these running backs we're talking about. I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Chubb and Jonathan Taylor, especially to me, this is where he made a big jump from year one to year two is his ability to see the hole, see the next cut and then. You know, to get at some more tough yards every now and then. In year one, I felt like there were some plays where I go, Hey, come on, Jonathan Taylor, just lower your shoulder and smash it in there and get four yards. And he might have been looking for the bounce out of the big play, or whatever. Last year he did that. You know? He was special last year. Really, when you kinda go back and watch it, you go, Man, if the Colts ran the ball early in the year, he would have got two thousand yards. Hmm. They wouldn't run the fucking ball the first four or five weeks of the year. They wouldn't do it. And if you remember about Week 10 or 12, you know, what was the theme they had out there? They kept saying, like, run the ball or run the rock, or they had something to say because they were finally getting into it going, damn, he's good, and this is is the way we should play our team. Forget letting Carson Wentz drop back and try to win it all the time. Uh, I think it was a noticeable difference in their football team when they let him take over. But like Nick Chubb, and this I think to a greater extent, it's rare where, you know, run people over for tough five yards, break ankles for tough five yards, Oh, wait, he can break for 90 and nobody can catch him? Like, he's really fucking good. And he's better in the pass game than people want to give him credit, too. I mean, look at the Ravens game. He catches a swing pass out of the backfield, runs for 80 yards. Again, he's another guy that, hey, we have other guys, so we're going to use Naheem Hines to catch the ball, take some wear and tear off. But I think all these guys could be a little bit better in the pass game if they were just given the opportunities. But, yeah, I think we're both on the same page here, and he's clearly my one.
0: He is my one as well. He led the NFL in yards per catch.
1: There you go. So that might be a role you start to see. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know how many catches did he have yeah. in the year. Not, he had a few. I think he had like. F- more than people think, 40, right? 40, I yeah, think, right? I right. mean, look at that.
0: Yeah, he had 40 for 360. Of course, the yards per catch has helped when yeah. you when you tear off a long one like that. But um, uh, next gen stats, they have the fastest ball carriers, right? Yeah. He was first, he was fourth, and he was fifth yeah. in the NFL last regular season.
1: Yeah. And was, what's, what's his si- size and weight? What's he, 5'11, 227?
0: 226.
1: Yeah, that, that's the proto. That to me is the Chris Sims prototypical running back. Well, so he's
0: got the speed. Yeah. And he also has the brute strength. As you mentioned, you saw more of it last year. Right. He was third in yards after contact per attempt Man, that's last big. year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that rush overexpected. The rush is overexpected. He was fourth in the NFL, so he was getting more yards than expected. Um, over half the time
1: it 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 pops off to you more you know because sometimes when the season's over we just think about like the highlights and some of the big runs and some of those plays are just like oh yeah there was a hole and he outran everybody like but i i think that's the thing that i came away from when i went back and watched was like how many times he okay you know went through the hole made somebody miss kind of broke up the sidelines and you go oh He's going to get pushed out of bounds here or, you know, he's about to go down. And then he makes a move or a cut or lowers the shoulder. And you go, holy shit, he got 25 more yards after that. And that to me was where it was or just runs up the middle where he's kind of dancing and picking his spot and kind of weaving through traffic. And you go, okay, and then boom, he hits on the gas and you go, holy shit, he got I thought he was going to get 12 yards there. He got 45. And, and to me, that's where he's the best in the game right now. An incredible combination of that. And I think that's why they're both, to me, the best in the game. And I think maybe i changed your mind as far as Chubb to Taylor. That body type, their way to be physical, they're a little bit more explosive, their acceleration is better. And because they're 5'11 and so compact, yeah. their ability to kind of take on hits and things and bounce off of them – Give him a little bit more of an advantage than a guy like Derrick Henry, who's you know a little bit more taller and longer. Like
0: I still think it'd be tough for me if I was on the clock and someone said, "Yeah, Derrick Henry is healthy. He's oh, fine. I he know. checks out." I know. And I like, hear you. do you want? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derrick, I'll take Derrick. Henry. I, know. You know, I know. Maybe not over Jonathan Taylor because I think he's got the whole package right now, but over Chubb and some of the other guys still. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? but uh, there's your top six running backs out there so it was about time we made more people angry yeah with another it's list been a whole three there, days like we did uh, with the wide receiver ranking and before that like we did with the super brawl rankings take a coach take a quarterback team them up and say would they beat up in a barroom fight that other coach and that other quarterback we did our seedings the homies voted on the internet dolphins twitter voted on the internet so we did all that but we want to get some outside analysis of what we did too, and who better to do that than WWE? A brawler, superstar brawler, Angelo Dawkins. Pete, do we have Angelo on the phone with us here? We do. Oh, here he is. What up, Angelo?
2: What's up, man? What's good, fam
1: What up? How you doing, big guy?
2: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. This is crazy.
1: Oh, wait, man, we're glad to have you. We need Heck an expert yeah. here. And, you know, I always like anybody who can criticize my co-host here, Ahmed Farid. <laughs> Why? And then he can't say anything back to you because, you know, <laughs> we know you'll whoop his butt. That so is this, true. It's the perfect combination. <laughs> Angelo, how big are you? I'm
2: 6'5", 275.
1: And, and tell me your your football like background or sports background growing up and kind of what you did.
2: Uh, I played football at Harper College. Um, also wrestled there, and I uh, played. I ran track as well. Well, I threw. I didn't run. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I won national championships in all three sports. So
1: wow, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. What position did you play uh, uh, on the football team?
2: Right tackle.
1: You're right oh, tackle. Oh, wow. okay,
2: right tackle.
1: All right, you're a little more cut up. And like athletic looking than your normal right tackle, D, I just want to yeah. let you know. You know, usually they get was, a little sloppy. I was a little bit bigger. <laughs> you were a little bit bigger. Yeah. What were you weighing yeah, in college? I was a
2: bigger. Yeah. What? What were you
1: weighing in college?
2: Uh, in college, I was actually two eighty five, two ninety. Yeah. Mm. All
1: right. All right. Mm. So you cut some of that baby weight off to look good in your your wrestling outfits and and show oh, all yeah. your your pecs and your your curls for the girls <laughs> and your tries
2: and all that. Hey, I try, man. I try. So
0: here, so here's the. Uh, you may or may not know this. Angelo is you're a Bengals fan, correct? You're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, huge fan. Hello. And so uh, last year, when I, I've done this two years in a row now, and. The biggest mistake I made two years ago was putting uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow dead last in my rankings. I basically said that everyone would beat. Yes, the eye- eyebrow raise from Angelo. <laughs> so I rectified that this year, and I moved him up to thirteenth. Uh, Christian and Pete, do we do we have our rankings? Can we show that to, to Angelo? So here were my here were my seedings. And so again, the premise is that you you take this coach and quarterback, and you think they can beat up the other coach and quarterback. My number one seed was Ryan Tannehill with Mike Vrabel, basically all because of Vrabel there. Uh, Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, number two. I love my guy Dan Campbell. I think he could bite kneecaps of pretty much every quarterback-coach combination out there. But, yeah. Angelo, looking at this list, what jumps out at you? Do you think I got it right? Do you think I got it wrong?
2: Now, I'm going to need you to move the Bengals up a little bit <laughs> higher. You know, is a little too low. I need them at number one, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. You think that, I mean, Joe Burrow is tough. But have you seen Mike Vrabel?
2: Oh, yeah, I know. Hey, look, I'm, I love Ohio State, so I'm a big fan of Mike Vrabel, you know? I mean, hey, we're going to be there this Saturday at SummerSlam. But, uh, nah, I mean, I see how big Mike Vrabel is, and I know about uh, McDermott's his wrestling background, so yes. like, I still put them up there in front, in front of both of them. You would
1: put, put the bangles
2: in front of both of them? That's who you're saying? Nope.
1: Both of them? <laughs> yeah. He's a, we might have a biased opinion I here. I did, maybe. You we know, might but, have a problem here. But the- All right, so wait. So off the, just the top of your head or just 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 or what you've seen from the list, right, and what you know of coach quarterback, yeah. take the bangles out of the conversation. If you knew about this little exercise right off the bat, who would have been that? That one that you would have thought is one or two right off the bat. You agree with Ahmed there and his and his and his his next group of guys as far as Tannehill Vrabel, Alan McDermott, or is there somebody else that jumps out to you?
2: I'm going Alan McDermott and uh McDermott and uh I'm going to go Shanahan and uh, Lance. Oh, Whoa, I like it. Wow,
1: Yeah, that's my boy, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he's got some fight in him. He's got some feistiness in him. He ain't going to be scared. And Lance Lance is big and physical, too. So, all right. He's coming in with a different one there. I, they got some love. You gave him love, number nine.
0: So, we have to let you know this, too, uh, Angela. So, we let the, the, the audience, the homies, as we call them, and some of them were mm-hmm. not homies. They were just Dolphins Twitter vote on who would win these matchups. So we put them head-to-head in a bracket situation. And okay. I, had, I had Tua and Mike, their new coach, Mike McDaniel, seated as 32nd, dead last. So they got right. the burrow Zach Taylor treatment of uh, 2020, um, the year before. We went through the voting. Dolphins Twitter showed up. And Tua and McDaniel ended up winning the Super Brawl contest. Your thoughts on that? There hmm. they are. There they are. Look at there they are. That's, I mean, not, listen. I off. mean,
1: you know. Again, I, I'm I'm one of those guys, Angelo, that go like, you know, hey, this was fun. This is a great exercise. We had a lot of fun with it. But there's no way they could whoop some of these coach quarterback combinations. Right? I mean, right? yeah. two was one mean, of the hey, smaller look. quarterbacks. Mike McDaniel's like five nine, 160 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> I
2: think. Hey, look. I think Miami's going to be pretty good next year. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a I mean, then you had them beating, yeah. Earl and Taylor in the final four. Well, it
1: wasn't him though. It was it was the it was the Twitter mob. Yeah, it was the Twitter, Twitter mob. mob. Yeah. on mm-hmm. the Dolphins' Twitter, they took over and hijacked the whole process. Right? It was actually a wow. pretty good rankings yes. until then, and then that made things look real weird. Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. So, but that's just, unreal. Just note though, be careful that if you ever say anything bad about the Dolphins, their Twitter mob will come attack you. So just know that, Angelo. Just know that. They are out Already
2: there. Already got- I already got a bunch of mobs attacking me. I, swear. <laughs> I ain't worried about yeah. them. <laughs> Add another one, right? Add another one. Yeah. All right. Well, so, we asked him though who's gonna be
1: who he thought would be at the top of his list. He said the Lance Shanahan and McDermott Allen. Yes. Right. I mean, obviously he he's with you in two, and McDaniel should be at the bottom. Anybody else jump at you at that you'd go? Yeah, you to have them at the bottom too. That maybe Ahmed missed or somebody that he might have at the
0: Too bottom? highly ranked. Yeah. Oh, like somebody should be worse Yeah. Weaker. Yeah.
1: Who do you want to put
0: on blast as being a wimpy coach and? Quarterback, I like that idea. Yeah,
2: can we can we get can we get that list back? Yeah, up? yeah,
1: yep, yeah. We'll get Kristen, it back up Pete, for you. We so you can
0: that, see. Hold on, we're gonna get that list back up here because
1: yeah, I think you were too nice are to a few out here. We can we can find them for sure. There's a,
0: yeah, there there's some smaller coaches. So here's the complete list. There. So who who maybe am I too high on? Mm. Might have
2: to go Jackson Harborough.
0: Oh, Lamar. I think Lamar would hold his own. Harbaugh is one of the older head coaches He's thinking out they're there. they're too though. high. Yeah,
2: you think that's too high for
1: them right there. You're, you're not
2: Fields, feeling that one. Fields, and as much as I love Justin Fields, I'm a Ohio State guy. You know, I love yeah. Justin Fields. Fields is up there. Trubisky and Tomlin.
1: You like that high. one. Yeah, so you like them to be – you think they're up at the up, up the top towards right, those ones right there. Or you're saying they're, they're they should be lower? What are you saying there? They should with, be lower. Yeah, okay, mm. I'm with you because I don't know about Ibraflus. I mean Fields, I got respect for him, but I don't think Ibraflus is going to win a lot of these coaches' ones. I push yeah. that. I pushed back against Ahmed on that one. If Ibraflus was here right now,
0: I might not be able to pick him out of a lineup. So I, I might have to. I might have <laughs> yeah. to agree with you on that one. All right. Well, that hey, and thank you for not crushing that. We had the Miz on here last year, and he crushed my list, and he made me feel bad, and I thought about it for weeks on end, and it was.
2: Well, Miz is always grumpy. He's a Browns fan. There you go. Exactly. That's the problem. Good call.
1: You're exactly right. I mean, how, yeah, I know. I know. Well, he's probably got the same thing to say about you, but you got something to say right now. You're the champ right now.
2: <laughs> At least we made it to a Super Bowl, right?
1: <laughs> Seriously. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up uh, uh, the
0: Bengals again here, too, because we did just do our top five wide receiver rankings. Chris did that the last time we were here on Monday, and I think that you'll like this list. So, uh, Kristen and, and Pete, can we put this up here so chris did his top five wide receivers currently in the nfl and number one we'll see if you agree he went with jamar chase what do you think
2: that's that's a lovely list right there especially number one thank you number one uno
0: jamar chase
2: uno jamar chase no doubt yeah
0: what was it like watching him as a fan last year
2: Man, he, hey, look, I, I thought he was going to be good. He exceeded the expectations, honestly. Everybody was making a big deal about him dropping all those passes right. in preseason. I'm like, ah, it's preseason. Let's see. Like, if he's doing that in the season, okay. But, like, preseason, I get it. Like, trying to get warmed up for the season. People trying to make the rosters and all that stuff. So, there's nothing to really worry about. And uh, then he started bawling out. I'm like, oh, man, this, this dude, this dude's rocking. I mean, like. He was unreal. The Kansas City game week, week Unstoppable, 17. Unstoppable, right. Uh, unreal. Like, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, I knew he was good at LSU and all that stuff. And, I like, I knew he was good. I was like, man, this dude exceeded every expectation I thought that was going to happen. And he was, man, him a year or two is going to be a sight to see.
1: Agree. Yeah, you're in good hands there with Burrow and Chase. I don't think your Bengals are going anywhere anytime soon. No, there's no doubt. That's a special combination. Wait, another thing. I just want to ask you about too, because I know you you pay attention to football. But like, all right, you know, I know you got SummerSlam coming up this weekend, which is really cool, and we'll talk about that. But. All right. If you could take one guy from the NFL to kind of be a tag team partner, Ooh. right? One guy, you can get it. I don't care what position, whoever, who's the guy that you think you're going to take into the ring with you? Who Who you bringing in? Mm. <laughs> Man. I know. Tough. tough, hard that hit.
0: I got to
2: think it's somebody on defense, right? For the most part. I mean. Definitely will be probably somebody on defense, somebody that changed a whole game, a whole couple games, if you will. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, Houdé Nation, I'm sorry. (laughs) I have to do it. I have to recognize greatness where greatness lies. Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah, I
1: had a feeling you yeah. might go there. Yeah, I know. And like I Aaron know Donald. you guys, you look similar with your shirts off. I mean, it just seems like it fit perfect. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be a fun one right there. Yeah, uh, I I hear yeah, that fun
1: for you, but not, fun for,
0: <laughs> for, not you, for everybody not fun else. For yeah, else. Yeah, yeah,
2: not fun for everybody else. But great for me. Yeah, hey, oh,
0: <laughs> Well, Angela, yeah, tell us about SummerSlam coming up here.
2: SummerSlam. This weekend, uh, biggest party of the summer, watch it on Peacock. Uh, We're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Nissan Stadium, where the Titans play. I just want everybody to know uh, in Nashville, don't hold it against me. You guys know I'm a Bengals fan. It's
3: nothing personal. (laughs) I love
2: it. Last time the lights were on in that stadium, the Bengals shut those lights off. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Let's not focus on the past. Let's focus on Saturday as me and my brother, Montez Ford, the Street Profits, take on the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And when we win, we party. Next time y'all see me, I'm going to add two titles over my shoulders. Oh, uh, yeah. I like it. So, so he's he's basically saying he's going to go into
1: Nashville and upset the Titans like the Bengals did. That's what he's saying he's exactly. going to do. He's, exactly. He's, he's got somewhere to go after that. Well I'm rooting for a, a
0: friend of the pod now.
1: No, definitely, definitely. A definite friend of the pod. I mean, feel free to chime in on anything that's physical in any way as far as our pod is concerned. So you're you're, and you're yep. a friend of the podcast forever now. Other thing I just okay. wanted to ask you real quick, Angelo. Like, does your life – I lived in Nashville. I played in the Titans man, summer is hot as shit there. I don't care if it's 8 o'clock or not or what. Does that Have you thought about, like, the heat there and what it's going to
2: be like, you know, on an outside, outside arena? Mm. You know, I actually thought about it. There was a lot of thinking going on involving that, but then I realized... I live in Orlando, Florida.
1: <laughs> you're used to it.
2: Yeah. I step out at 6 a.m. in the morning and I'm already dripping sweat. Yeah. yeah. I already went through two days in 5 minutes. <laughs> right. That's right. So you're I mean, ready. <laughs> so yeah, I've been I've been out I've been outside here like a lot, like working out and doing all like just making sure I'm outside as much as I can like can be just so I'm like all right, cool cuz I mean everywhere they have their different like elements and stuff like that like obviously and like their ways of heat but man i don't think anything matches or like florida heat Uh, especially here in orlando it is it's nuts i know nashville gets hot but i feel like i'm gonna be like looking at the 95 degree weather there it's probably gonna feel like a 78 and cloudy yeah when
0: i'm there you have a winter jacket on you know or a hoodie on or something like that you know who's gonna be sweating though it's gonna be the usos the usos are going to be sweating big bring it angelo summer slam it is wwe's biggest event of the summer taking place saturday july 30th nissan stadium in nashville the event streams live at 8 p.m eastern exclusively on peacock angelo montez ford the street profits taking on the usos and the wwe tag team championship we are rooting for you bring back the belt here onto chris sims unbutton all right angelo
2: all right. Thanks for having me on, man. This is, this is great. No, we
1: appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Seriously. Well, you'll, you'll hear from us again. We're going to get you involved, too. We're going to make Ahmed yes. a defensive line expert this year on the podcast. Yeah. So we'll okay. probably need to help you or call you to help him yep. out and hold his hand a little bit through some of this, too. Exactly. And maybe hey, you can yo, tell yo, him how stupid trenches is. Trenches with
2: AD, baby. Trenches with AD. <laughs> uh, trenches. <laughs> right. Yes. Trenches
1: with AD. I like that. All right. We got it. We've All already right. branded it. All right, big guy. You the man. Thanks so much, and good luck this weekend.
2: Thank you for having me. See you, right. dude.
0: begin Angelo Dawkins, WWE superstar. Woof. I like him way better than The Miz. I, well, we was, could tell. He we could so tell much He liked you better than, than The Miz. He did. The Miz just <laughs> came on and wanted to bash me from the get-go. I like him. Well, like,
1: like you said, he's miserable. He's always miserable. He was that, like that was Dolphins, pretty
0: good. He was like Dolphins Twitter to you. <sighs> it's just like
1: they. no matter what you say, it was like they're going to not like it. No, I know. You're right. And, but, man, ooh, I mean, he, he made a good, like, I, I've done both Orlando and Nashville. Uh-huh. Now, I think he's underestimating Nashville a little bit.
0: I hope so. I, I heard that, you know, I, I you said
1: it was so hot there. It is hot there.
0: And you were in Tampa. And, and so. I, I
1: did training camp in Orlando, So you, knew. which was just around the corner from hell. Let me just tell you, like I was like, wait, <laughs> hell's just down the street. But I will stay here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hot as hell there. So he will be conditioned. But I don't think it'll be any different than Nashville. Yeah. Nashville, I found my training camps there to be. I don't know what it is. Every bit is humid, at least. Maybe not as searing hot sun, but every bit is humid. So he's going to have to deal with that, that's for sure. What if he grabs the microphone? He's like,
0: hey, it is hot here in Nashville. Chris Sims was right. And they go, wow, Chris Sims, former Titan quarterback. (laughs) Woo! He's talking to him. (laughs) Woo! Uh, (laughs) Uh, All right, cool. Well, thanks to to Angelo. Thanks to the WWE. Yep. Promoting uh, SummerSlam coming up this weekend on Peacock. Uh, thanks to you for making another list. Yeah. Thanks to
1: me for helping out too and making my own list. No doubt. We're gonna. We haven't talked about new helmets yet, so we're gonna hit that on Have Monday. to do that. All right. We know we got more questions to hit on as well. Uh, we got a few topics that we're gonna, we're gonna kind of sort out right now as far as what we're gonna hit on. You know. Um, so that's coming up though. I mean of course we're going to have news coming on Monday that we're going to be be able to talk about plenty of things but we mm-hmm. want to get at some point into training camp battles a little bit. Yep. You know, I want to get into top defenses in football. I know Good. that's part of our conversations. We got to do something maybe with some defensive line focus to to your to your new, you know, expertise there and yep. talk about that. Um, and then maybe for Monday we can come up with a handshake by then, you know, and get you get you going there because, you know, I'm an expert, they say. I you mean, don't want to just do the bows? You don't want to just do the bow,
0: and the Japanese bow? Nah, do a handshake. I want to do the
1: handshake. I want to, I want like, see, you know, you kind of fluster a little bit, <laughs> a little nervous, and see where it goes from well,
0: there. You're, you're almost too good at the handshakes a, because you were at the Super Bowl doing some handshakes. Yeah. And we have video evidence of
1: that. Oh, I know, I know. So, please, I have you. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is just a... Oh, see, there was, was the Marino. old guy, old guy.
0: Fist bump, yeah. It
1: yeah, is. right. Boom. Ooh. Yep. Oh, see, McCaffrey. McCaffrey.
0: Oh, wow, that Dak yeah, Prescott right. one had multiple moves to we it. There were, moves, yeah. there were a couple on the Dak
1: yeah, Prescott one. Yeah, well, it's one. QB thing. You know, it's cool QB thing. That's how me and Dak roll, bro. That's how we roll. All how right? do Sorry. you do it? You, and the, you don't talk about that beforehand.
3: It's no. not like, hey, what's the handshake it's, sta- the it's kind of
1: standard. It's standard. You've been around enough locker rooms, you just know. That, that's what you do. Yes. Right. And it just becomes kind of commonplace to where sometimes I literally am like, I go up to people like in town of Greenwich and I'm about to do that. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is Johnny White guy. Let me yeah. shake his hand the right way. All right. So what do you
0: do? How do you handle the, the situation where a finger is not quite right? It was a little awkward in the, in the execution. I know.
1: Sometimes you just got to let it go. You know, or you get that guy that's a little doesn't lock it the right way and you're like, yeah. "Oh, okay." But like, I'm the kind of guy that if I start to see you enough and we're doing the handshake, yeah. That by the third time I'm going to go, "Whoa, wait, 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 hold on. We got to fix some things here." let me take you to school here and fix it, figure this out. Yeah. And I will be that guy that'll straighten things out, right? So, yeah, yeah trying to, to make some people cooler out in the world. I always like to just tell people, "Hey, I know that
0: handshake didn't go well, but it, we're still cool here. All don't right, worry good. about that's it." That's what even you think do. about. Yeah, it. cool. Don't even think about cool. it. And they yeah. go, "You were the reason the handshake didn't go well."
1: And <laughs> you're like, "That's, right, I'm that's why I'm not worried about it." <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, we'll right work everybody. On that. All, right, All right, we'll work on it. Stay engaged. You know where to find us. We'll be here Monday. After that, going to the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame game next week on NBC. Next Thursday, Jags Raiders. We'll be doing a pregame show from there. I think we're going to do a podcast from out there, too. Maybe something Hall of Fame related. Hopefully going to get Dungy and, and Rodney Harrison involved. You want to fly out to the Hall of Fame with us? You I would to love that? to. Good. Great. Great. We'll add some more work to Ahmed. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, everybody. It. Stay up. Uh, be safe. Have a good rest of your week. Ahmed. Yep. Clap, clap, it, clap up. it up. Clap it up.